what is up? <laughs> hey, new intro song coming at you. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, hey, y'all, it's Ashley Gillen. Uh, you are listening to Going Gillen. That's hashtag Going Gillen, um, where we typically talk about how to be an actual real life human. Uh, if you clicked on this, you probably know that this is a challenge review and recap. So MTV's The Challenge season, I don't know, 35? Total Madness, um, episode number nine. So again, review and recap, which means spoilers. So if you haven't watched the episode yet and you plan to, then maybe stop listening now. Um, I will tell you that I have not watched the episode yet. So I'm recording this intro and then I will go and um, listen to the, I mean, listen to, then I'll go and watch the episode and record the podcast kind of in pieces as I go. So You will notice that I'm breathing a little bit heavy. I will slow down my walk now so that I can um, catch my breath so you don't have to listen to me pant the entire time. Uh, But typically when I record these, um, at least the last several times, I have done it kind of as part of my walk because I am doing a 100 miles in June um, challenge, if you will. So, you know, as a mom with a full-time job, I have to multitask and This is one of the ways that, you know, they say time is money. Uh, This is one of the ways that I kind of hustle and make the best use of my time. So walking, getting in my steps, moving my body, and also (laughs) recording a podcast so I can continue to have time to do one of the things that I really love, which is coming and talking to you guys. Um, So I do want to go ahead and get it, you know, out of the way so we don't have to talk about it anymore unless you guys want to, because to be honest with you, I'll talk about it all day, every day, but um, there's only so much really that can be said, or at least that I know the words to say um, without probably sounding like a dummy or crying, which is also one of my go-to emotions, reactions. Um, But it is June something of 2020. Um, If you're listening to this years from now, I hope that you're listening to it in a country or on a planet where all lives truly do matter Everybody is treated exactly the same, equally, fairly. Everybody has the same opportunities. Everybody starts this race called life from the same starting line um, as opposed to miles and miles away from each other and constantly having to either catch up to one another or figure out how to play, you know, the same game called life uh, where you're starting miles apart. But anyways, if you're listening to this podcast and it's somewhere around June of 2020, you probably know that uh, Dee has been kicked out of the MTV family. She will not be allowed to come back for another season. However, uh, she's on the episode I'm about to watch. She's on however many more of the episodes I will be watching of this season. Um, they put out a, MTV put out a statement that they would finish out the season, you know, out of respect for the other challengers, um, you know, even though she will have airtime but that moving forward she would no longer be uh, welcome or uh, allowed to compete in the challenge so uh, she did uh, it seemed like she was um, you know going to be very outspoken and stand up for black lives matter and you know she did the whole like blackout tuesday and all of this stuff but then i don't even honestly know um like who came at her or what was said but Something happened on Twitter, which I don't have. Maybe I need to get Twitter so I can better follow along for you guys. But something happened on Twitter. um, And she made a 
pretty ridiculous comment, probably trying to be funny, but it just was in poor taste. She said, you know, for those of you trying to say that I don't support Black Lives Matter, I've been supporting Black Lives since I lost my virginity, uh, which is pretty disgusting. <laughs> um, and uh, Swaggy and Bailey both kind of went in on her on Twitter and just basically said, you know, we uh, have given you grace time and time again, but you've made multiple comments that we have seen and heard, and we just can't continue to ignore it and forgive you. You need to be held accountable for your actions. Big T also put out um, a statement, maybe also on Twitter. Again, not entirely sure where where all of these conversations are happening, but um, Big T did say something about um, that D had... I'm like shaking. I hate this stuff. I hate it, but I feel like if we're going to have a challenge podcast, we need to uh, at least talk about this, right? Um, when, when I do my actual real life human, uh, episodes, we'll probably talk about this some more, but anyways, let's get the game stuff out, right? Big T said something about D is more black than Big T is because she's more aggressive and more vocal or something like that. Basically saying that black people are more aggressive, obviously didn't sit well. Uh, Big T said the same thing. Like I tried to ignore it and give you grace, but if you're going to be out kind of on a public platform making nasty comments, we too are going to call you out on the same public platform. So I think this is one of those things, right? You live you live for fame, you die by fame, right? So um, anyways, all that to say, oh, and then Wes also circled back around and said that he had asked her to leave his home um, and that she was no longer welcome to stay there. So the uh, Patreon thing that they were doing, the friends and benefits, um, she's been kicked out of that. And then what else did I see? Oh yeah, Johnny, you know, retweeted an Instagram or reposted an Instagram picture that basically said, you know, Wes created a monster and uh, <laughs> didn't turn out so well. Um, so there's that. That's what happened with D. I am, like I said, going about to watch episode nine. I don't know how far she makes it. So if she's in episode 10, 11, 12, 15, then you know, we'll continue to talk about her, but I wanted to go ahead and get that out of the way before I watched the episode and uh, started the review and recap. Also, something going on with Corey and his girlfriend, I think, I don't think they're married, Taylor. Um, not exactly clear what's going on there. I need to do a little bit more research, but I don't think that it directly involved Corey. The way that I understood it is that years ago, Taylor um, made some pretty pretty outright racist comments on Twitter. She says that, you know, they were jokes. Again, this is this is typically like how these people are getting tripped up, right? They're doing what they call joking. And a lot of times, like when you're a kid, right? And you do something bad and your mom's like, don't do that. And you're like, I was just joking. That's like your, your defense for having done it, right? So just be like, oh, I was just joking. But probably you weren't just joking. You're just joking now because you realize you're getting in trouble. Does that make sense? So that's, it's been the like knee jerk reaction is like, oh, I was just joking. It was just a joke, right? So there's that. Um, Taylor said something about, you know, I don't greet black people um, at work because they scare me, which is blatantly racist. Um, she's obviously dating Corey now, has a mixed race baby. So 
not sure how she feels about black people today, but um, all that stuff came out. MTV put out the same statement saying that um, she was no longer welcome uh, on any of the MTV shows or in the MTV family, but she's not on the, on the challenge. And from everything that I've heard, Corey has not been asked to leave. So anyways, there's that. I imagine, you know, just like it happened with the CrossFit CEO, I don't think that they will be the last two or three people um, in the public spotlight to kind of crash from this. Um, you know, it is what it is. And you just can't say stuff that's like super offensive or mean to people. Like you just, you just can't. And if you, like I said, if you're going to make your money off of your fame, then you can't really be upset, right? When your fame is the reason that you kind of fall from grace. So anyways, that's the longest intro ever. There's your 10 minute intro. At least my heart rate has come down a little bit. So um, hopefully I'm not like super huffing after I watch the first little bit of this episode and come back to record a couple clips. Um, but again, hashtag going Gillen. You can find me on Facebook. I have a group there that I post the podcast to. It's called going Gillen, you know, super creative. <laughs> um, I'm also on Instagram. It's Ashley Pip Gillen. So Ashley is my first name. Gillen is my last name. And then P-I-P right in the middle, Ashley Pip Gillen. Um, you can hit me up on Instagram, message me, like, let's be friends. Let's hang out. I would love to meet you guys. Um, please share this podcast with your friends. Typically, like I said, we talk about actual real life human stuff, but I also um, hop in here every now and then to do a challenge um, update. So let's go. <laughs> How do you guys like that transition? Pretty cool. <laughs> Hopefully your uh, headphones weren't turned up too loud. Your speakers weren't speakers weren't turned up too loud because that's super aggressive. It's like wee. Anyways, we'll figure this out, right? I'll get better. So let's get to it. Uh, there's the recap, right? I've talked about it before. I talk about it all the time. The recap in the next on is my favorite thing about an episode. But basically, right, we know that uh, Bonanza West got exactly what they wanted. Um, they got Jordan out. And to be honest with you, it's not a bad move, right? He's really, 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 really good. He's really, really good. And uh, I know that Rogan taking out Jay seemed like, you know, the big guy picking on the little guy and everybody was up in arms. But it's not like that with Jordan. Like, I know he has one hand, but he's about 10 times the athlete that a lot of these guys are. So he goes to a final, he wins, right? So I get it. Um, yeah, so Bananas and West getting out Jordan is not a stupid move. Um, Rogan takes out I had put in my notes, Rogan takes out Josh. That's definitely not what happened. <laughs> um, so anyways, Rogan takes out Josh is what I, I literally put that. I don't know why I put that. That's not what happened. Um, what did happen? Fessy took out Jordan and Nelson takes out Bear. That's what happened. Um, yeah. So I'm not exactly sure that it would have mattered between Nelson and Bear actually when it comes to Bananas and West's game when we talk about like Bananas and West setting this up from the tribunal and getting exactly what they wanted because to me right Nelson is a number for Corey and Corey, West, and Bananas have never really worked together and probably never will so I think that one probably could have gone either way um, and they would have been fine with it but I was really really surprised and I know I've talked about this on the last episode but I was surprised at how easy Bear went out so 
anyways, kudos to Nelson. Maybe he's a better athlete than we're giving him credit for. But um, real quick, right, before we stop talking about Jordan for the remainder of the season now that he's gone. And Tori's gone, so we probably won't have much reason to talk about him. But has anyone seen that he literally is in a movie? I was, I don't remember what I was doing. Oh, yeah, I was doing research on his um, clothing line. And I saw that he is in a movie, um, like the star of a movie, that's based on a guy with one, or yeah, a guy with one hand and a girl with one arm. And they meet up and they start dating or they go on a date or something. I I can't think of the name of it. Oh, gosh, what was the name of that movie? Anyways, I had no idea. I had no idea that he was in a movie. Also, am I the only person that's curious about it and maybe wants to see it? <laughs> I was talking to my friend Nicole, and I'm pretty sure that, like, I'm the target audience for everything cheesy. Like, everything cheesy. Right now, I'm literally watching Siesta Key. Like, who watches Siesta Key? Like, so cheesy. But I'm doing it. So, anyways, apparently Jordan was in a movie. But he's gone, so we don't have to talk about him anymore. Uh, but, yeah. So, back to the house after the elimination. Start of the episode, and the guys are celebrating their victories, right? Um, Maddie and Corey are at the table with Fessy and Nelson. And uh, Kayla sees them celebrating. Which, in turn, takes us to Kayla and Josh talking about how Bailey and Swaggy knew that Wes and Jordan, Wes and Bananas were going to put in Bear. Um, I guess the idea, right, is that Bear was completely blindsided, that they were joking around and playing all day, that nobody knew it was a total blindside. But then Swaggy says something about, you know, it wasn't a blindside. He knew. Everybody knew. And Josh is like, uh, no, not everyone knew. How did you know? So then he's like, oh, you know because you're working with Wes. So Josh has put together this puzzle right in his own head um, that Bailey and Swaggy are working with Wes and he is now convincing Kayla of the same, right? So Kayla being vulnerable and sad is probably going to buy into this and this might become a thing. Let's keep watching. So a little side note here. Um, I'm wondering if we're going to actually see Casey being a little bit athletic in this episode. So we get a little bit of a tease of her um, doing some push-ups and making a comment about, you know, not never being a quitter and always going for a challenge and, you know, whatever. But um, we've yet to really see her be super athletic. I read an article going into this season about how she's like a football player and, you know, super tough and whatever, but haven't really seen it so maybe this is it maybe this is our little glimpse into the fact that she's about to uh show out in this episode I'm sure you guys can hear me walking I'm wearing house shoes because my feet hurt and I know I'm breathing super hard so I'm gonna slow down a little bit bring my heart rate down (laughs) get this podcast in but here's a lesson for you right if you think you're too busy to do something you're not just multitask it uh and get it done this is like mom, entrepreneur, wife, full-time job, passion. Like this is all the things that you're hearing um, and why I'm breathing so hard because I'm getting my miles in while I'm recording this podcast. But anyways, back to it. So Dee is thinking about taking out Jenny, which we saw this on a preview. So we kind of knew this already, right? Um, It does, if we're being honest, seem like an obvious decision. Um, Jenny having her red skull and having 
to run a final against Jenny is not going to be good for any of the girls. Like, let's be real, right? However, it seems a little bit late <laughs> to be noticing this now. Like, D is the reason that Jenny even has a red skull. They let her go against that Jen girl that nobody even remembers when it was still Jen, Jenna, and Jenny. And basically, hand, not basically, and literally handed Jenny her red skull. And now Dee's like, I got to go against her because I don't want to run a final with her. Well, <laughs> duh, right? Obviously. Um, Dee's telling this to Rogan, who is, you know, her number one guy. Oh, my God. I thought my husband was just going to run me over. Um, wow. That was super scary. Hold, please. Anyways, sorry for that. Oh, I should have put in a transition sound. Another little... <laughs> so y'all know and I'd had stepped away and now I'm back. I, as you all know, like I told you, I'm walking while I'm recording this and a car came flying around the corner super fast at me. It was my husband. Everything's fine. Whatever. Anyways, um, where was I? Where was I? Oh, yeah. Rogan is Dee's number one girl. He tells... Uh, D, yeah, I'm not going along with this. Like, Jenny's supposed to be your number one girl. I'm your number one guy. I'm not going against Jenny. You're on your own, right? So, it's a good call. Good call, bro. Uh, Swaggy and Wes are having a little chat about Josh and how he's being on, how he's um, on to them. Does anyone else, speaking of this conversation, like feel Swaggy talking better than they can actually hear Swaggy talking? So Swaggy's voice is like a series of super super deep chest pops like crazy deep like for every syllable it's not like a, a a sound like a word sound it's like a chest pop that's like shaped into a letter sound I don't know I can't explain it but his voice is crazy deep also I feel like I have personality disorder when it comes to Josh this season like in real life seeing him on Instagram and stuff right now he seems so great he's adorable he reshares my stuff he's so super sweet he's silly a little bit funny right like charming love him I think he's wonderful absolutely precious then when I watch him on these shows he seems so ridiculous immature petty super emotional a little delusional um, not super aware, which is one of my like least favorite traits about people when they're not aware. I don't like that. Like pay attention, dude, like pick up on the signs. Josh doesn't seem super aware about what's going on around him. I'm starting to believe that he gets a bad edit or maybe literally he just grows like by leaps and bounds as a human after every single season, right? Like maybe he films these shows and then he gets home and then he just starts like growing. I don't and then that's what we see I don't really know but for sure feeling like I have personality disorder when it comes to Josh not a huge fan of his of him uh, not a huge fan of his during the season but like super huge fan um on like Instagram and stuff so yeah I don't know all right so let's get to the mission um Big T gets sent home before the mission even starts. It's so super sad. I feel terribly for her. I was really, really starting to like her so much. And I think the rest of the cast was as well. Like it seemed like they were just, you know, really starting to, <laughs> to dig Big T. She was starting to come out of her shell, build relationships. Um, was just really starting to like her. I'm sure that they'll bring her back because of kind of how people were starting to develop around her relationships are starting to develop around her but she cut her foot 
being crazy, acting silly, <laughs> jumped out of the bunk bed, cut her foot, uh, and they sent her home. Feet injuries are not something, or feet cuts <laughs> are not something that people usually get to stay for. I think Leroy got sent home one time because, like, maybe his battle of the bloodlines, like his cousin cut her foot or something. Like, a, you barely cut your toe, and they're like, you're out of here. But you can be Car Maria and have a broken hand, and they're like, it's okay. <laughs> tough it out, uh, which I'm grateful for. But anyway, so she's gone. Um, this mission is called, I don't know, something about sewer rats. I missed the name. I didn't put it in my notes, so I can't tell you guys, but something about sewer rats. Basically, the challengers have to drop down into a manhole and um, into like a sewer drainage pipe thing. They have to go retrieve these puzzle pieces and then like unlock them float the puzzle pieces to the top and then put the puzzle together the fastest once they get out of the sewer line so seems pretty basic um once i start <laughs> start watching it though i'm now realizing that apparently the water is freezing cold i forget that where they are is so cold that like tj's in a coat and then they're about to get in water but uh apparently the water is so cold like freezing cold and, and and this is not okay <laughs> um melissa refers to her experience <laughs> um she says that she feels like rose from the titanic which really cracked me up i thought it was hilarious doesn't hurt at all that she says it with her accent and that she's funny anyway but yeah so she's freaking out she doesn't even want to go in they're like melissa you have to jump melissa you have to jump melissa you have to jump and then she finally jumps and then she's like I did not like this. I felt like Rose from the Titanic. So that was super fun. Um, before we even get like too far into the challenge. Oh, they're in teams, right? Did I say that? I don't know if I said that, but obviously they're in teams, right? Um, before we get too far into the mission, I can automatically start to assume that Nelson is not going to do well with this, right? They already had a water challenge and this challenge our mission is actually very similar to the one that they did before. Basically, right, they're in freezing cold water, they're unlocking puzzle pieces, they're floating them to the top, and then they're taking them to the end to put a puzzle together. It's literally like the same thing that Nelson like almost froze to death in that I think it was Corey and Kayla and some other folks got like DQ'd because they couldn't even finish it or some, I don't know, something. Another team just quit. It was a whole thing. Um, this mission feels exactly like that mission except the only difference is that they're in a sewer instead of just being in a water pit so anyways whatever um basically this is the same thing so on swaggy's turn he falls into the water and immediately starts panicking so his team is already in there anisa's getting ready to drop josh is in the water they're like go 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 right and he starts screaming help 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 he screams it a few times and then a medic comes and rescues him so he gets what they call safety disqualified but i don't understand it he was wearing a life jacket like why do the medics even interfere right because now he's dq'd which means that one of his team members has to go and get a second puzzle piece but i don't understand why they would have even come and got him out and not only that but they let him help with the with the uh, putting together of the puzzle. So they get him out of the water. They let him go see him at the end. He should be like mentally super prepared and ready to go, right? Because he's not just running out of freezing cold water. He's rescued safely on land, <laughs> waiting for his teammate to get there with the puzzle pieces. But anyways, I didn't really love that. I feel like he was in a life jacket. He wasn't gonna drown, but whatever. Um, they disqualify him. So. 
once the teams all get up to the top, um, they have to put together this puzzle, right? Josh ends up trying to fight with Maddie. Josh, you heard that right. Josh ends up trying to fight with Maddie. I'm pretty sure fighting with Maddie on any day is never a good idea. Ever. Um, he's understandably frustrated though, right? I mean, he had to go and get two puzzle pieces because Swaggy couldn't even get one. It's fueled with the fire because he was already mad at Swaggy, right? He already was convinced that this guy who's supposed to be his friend and is supposed to have like a big brother alliance with him is working against him, right? So there's that. He's frustrated, but probably don't fight with Maddie, bro. It's not a good look. Also, kind of funny, right? Anissa is so damn calm in this season. She is so calm, like so calm that Josh tells her, babe, you're too calm for me right now. Just get out of the way. Like when she's putting together the puzzle. And I literally was like, hmm, I wonder how many times in Anissa's life she's been told that she's too calm. Like this is a brand new Anissa. I've said it a thousand times. I will say it again. I'm obsessed with her. But this was hilarious. Uh, let me find the quote again. Babe, you're too calm for me right now. Get out of the way, Josh said to her. Super funny. Um, anyways, so first and second place go to Wes's team and Banana's team. They're split up into heats. Wes's team wins his heat. Banana's team wins his heat. And then it comes down to those two teams and who has the best time. So it ends up being Wes's team, which means Bailey, Nani, D. Corey and Wes will make up the tribunal on a double girls elimination day. So super fun. I started thinking about that though. And I was like, hmm, who has their red skulls at this point? Right? Like for girls, I know it's Jenny because Jenny beat Jen, but then who, who? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Jenna, Jenna took out Tori. Is that it? Is it only, only Jenna and Jenny that have red skulls? They're the only two. I think that's right. So anyways, that's your tribunal. It's uh, Bailey, Nani, Dee, Corey, and Wes. So Bailey, Nani, and Dee all have an, a choice right now, right? They can go in and get a red skull. They don't have one. There's only two other girls that do. Like, it's going to be time to step up pretty quickly, girls. Pretty quickly. All right. So we get back to the house for nominations. And um, I don't really know how I feel about Nani, like, as a friend, I went back and watched some like old seasons when she first came on and I really, really, really started to like her a lot, like in seeing her kind of first several seasons and how she acted with, can't think of that guy's name right now, the dark headed guy that she was on with early. She was really good friends with. He had a girlfriend initially, super cute little country guy. Ah, everybody thought him and Jessica were going to be a thing. That didn't, golly, what is that guy's name? Anyways. I used to really like Nani and then her and Banana, seeing them work together, I really liked that too, but I'm just not really digging like how Nani is as a friend. Like I honestly kind of think she sucks at it. So maybe like, I mean, I don't remember how I said the whole Josh thing and like seeing him in quote unquote real life. I really love him. Like I, I don't really see much of Nani in quote unquote real life. I guess she's probably pretty cool. Like Wes seems to really like her. It seems that she has some like, you know, pretty close friends. She's got a pretty good, like, friends group, but I don't really love, like, how she treats her, quote-unquote, friends on the show. Like, I think the show gets to her. Um, I mean, she picked a fight with Anissa over Casey, who she barely even 
new, right? And Anissa is supposed to be one of her best friends. And now she's saying things about Jenna, like, I have nothing left to say to you. Now, again, right? Like, I understand that it's possible that she just uses really passionate phrasing when she talks. However, that's a really ugly thing to say about one of your best friends or to one of your best friends, right? Like, I'll preface it. Like, basically, she said, I mean, like, I'll paraphrase, but basically, she prefaces um, I have nothing left to say to you with, I love Jenna to death. <laughs> She's like, I love Jenna to death, but I have nothing left to say to her. Get out of here. Like, I just don't like it. Um, now, let's clarify, right? I don't think Nani is wrong in that Jenna decided to stay. She needs to stay, right? Um, it kind of sucks to keep reminding your friends that you have a ticket to the final, but that you don't really want it and you don't really appreciate it and you'd really rather just leave like I get it if I'm Anissa or sorry if I'm Nani I'm tired of hearing it right but also if she's your best friend like she's just venting to you like that's what best friends do so I don't know um again uh Nani's supposed to be one of her best friends and I just don't really love the way that she talks about uh Jenna and her interviews so there's that um Nominations are super easy, easy enough, right? Casey and Anissa put themselves up and the house goes along with it. Josh makes a comment after they've already put themselves up and says, you know, the tribunal um, is going to put strong people up against you guys. This would be a great opportunity for some of the weaker girls to get somebody strong out, right? Because you've got Casey and Anissa going in. They're super strong. They're going to put super strong people up against you guys. This is not going to be a walk in the park. Um other than that though right it it seems to have gone pretty seamlessly and at the point that Josh starts speaking up it doesn't matter because their names are already on the board um oh oh god spider oh this walk is getting crazy um bananas does make a dig at Jenna he takes the opportunity to say something about like you know uh maybe we should put Jenna in again I hear she wants to go home everybody laughs it's kind of super cute Jenna does like a little like fake punch to him you know easy breezy beautiful cover girl cutscene. that's it right noms are in so as we're getting ready to go out on the town um d sticks to her plan and uh she starts campaigning against jenny she starts talking to the other girls in the tribunal about putting um jenny in and then in the meantime, <laughs> Rogan goes to Jenny and lets her know what's going on. You know, I think Rogan's kind of making a stand in this episode, right? Saying like, I'm, I'm not going to go along with what Dee says. Um, she's been a pain to me this whole season. Um, while her and I have kind of been working together, like, I'm not just going to be her ride or die despite anything else. Um, I kind of like it. I think Rogan's drawing a line in the sand a little bit, yes. Um, but I think he's picking Jenny over D because D's in the wrong, right? Um, I don't like it. It's snake in the grass-ish. And um, yeah, I think Rogan is picking the right side here. So anyways, they go out on the town like they do, right? I'm obsessed with the fact that Banana gives Jenna the talk about, do you know how many girls would kill to be in your position right now? Do you know how many girls would kill to have their red skull and have their ticket to the final? Do you know how many girls would kill to just be on the challenge and have a chance to win a million dollars? It's a good talk. Jenna does make the same point that I made just a little bit ago, though, about like sometimes you just want to vent to your friends. Like the expectation is not that they would go run and fix something or, 
you know, even that they would do anything at all. But sometimes you just want to tell people that you care about that you're frustrated, that you're sad, that you're irritated. And I think that's really what she's doing right now. But uh, you got to kind of know your audience too, right? Like these people aren't your friends. These people aren't mad at you because you have your skull and they don't. So maybe talk to Jenny about it. Maybe talk to Jenny about the fact that you're grateful you have your skull, but also, right, you're kind of sad that you're not home with your boyfriend who's being a total tool bag. But anyway, so Banana has to talk. Bananas has that uh, talk with her, and I thought it was good. So, um, let's go through my notes here. Oh, does anyone else um, hear like major allergies or sinus infections or some sort of like congestion from almost every single person in the house right now? Like, I don't know if it's, remember I talked about the fact that I feel like a lot of TJ stuff is voiceover now and I had never noticed that before, but it seems like there's more of that than before. It seems like production has changed maybe and like the sound quality isn't very good or um, I don't know, like when Nani talks, it either sounds like she's always been crying, always, always, excuse me, or she needs to blow her nose. I hear it when Jenna talks at a lot of points in the episode. I hear it when Josh talks almost all the time. It's just kind of crazy, right? Like either everybody has a sinus infection or something has happened with like the quality of their miking. And I'm not sure, (laughs) I'm not sure what it is. Maybe it's the bunker dust. I don't know. Anyways, I I just noticed that it sounds like everybody has a sinus infection, but all right. So, um, let's see. Oh, uh, so just when you think that like, this is going to be the most boring night out on the town ever, right? Um, we see the guys, uh, Josh and Swaggy get into a little bit of a fight. So, uh, yeah, that's a thing. The, the funniest thing or the best thing about this fight is Maddie's interview during the fight, right? She says, Josh throws a drink at Swaggy, and I'm like, oh, Bailey is about to beat your butt. <laughs> I'm quoting. Josh throws a drink at Swaggy, and I'm like, oh, Bailey is about to beat your butt. I love that everybody is more scared of Bailey than Swaggy. And um, I've gone from not remembering that... Um, like her name is Maddie at the beginning of the season to really finding her quite enjoyable and smoking hot, smoking hot. So yeah, basically the fight is swaggy calling Josh out for for being fake. I think Josh ends up getting on top of the bar and like screaming at him. It's very weird. He gets in trouble by the bartender. Like the bartender is like, bro, you have to get down, bro. You have to get down, which is super funny to me. Um, And when I was watching the episode, I was like, man, I would really like to be a bartender at one of these bars when uh, the challenge people show up. Um, Yeah, but also like maybe I would hate that. But Rogan's super funny. He says, I feel like we're not gonna get invited back. Um, I think that that might be accurate, bro. And either that's accurate or they're going to invite you back a million times because you're the challengers. But anyways, um, it was not even like a cool fight. It was pretty ridiculous. And Wes and Anissa just sat back and watched it happen like blank faces. It's really fun to watch the older challengers kind of just not reacting to any of this anymore. They're like, "Mm, whatever, like that's a dumb fight. Like they're used to seeing CT punching Adam and threatening to like eat his brains for lunch. Like that's a fight that they're used to seeing this Josh and Swaggy stuff. Get out of here. Um, anyways, have I mentioned already in this season that I feel like MTV is really stepping up their music game when it comes to the soundtrack? Like, 
yeah, loving it. Closing time gets played here, and I'm like, okay, yeah, get it. MTV should be good at doing soundtracks for shows, right? But this, like, I watch Siesta Key, and it's a lot of music that I don't know, that, like, I've never heard before. I'm like, mm, cool, bro, right, fine. But I, um, on the challenge, they're doing a lot this season with, like, some throwback tunes, and, yeah, I'm digging in. I think they played, like, Pretty Fly for a White Guy at one point. Uh, but yeah, closing time gets played here and I'm like, okay, that's, that was fun. Um, anyways, so that's the night out at the bar. Like not too much happens except the Josh and Swaggy fight, Maddie being hilarious and, uh, Wes and Anissa being totally over it and, um, far from amused. But anyways, um, so the tribunal vote ends up, it's, you know, kind of, uh, anticlimactic, right? Because basically everybody is either gonna get the house vote or get the tribunal vote except for one person, right? Maddie ends up not getting pulled up. Um, it's Jenny, Kayla, Jenna, and Melissa. So Jenna, Melissa, Kayla, and Jenny. Every time I see Kayla, 100% of the time, I want a hot air balloon tattoo real, real bad. I think she's had that tattoo since either like her first or second season on the challenge. Um, I think the hot air balloon was like one of the first ones she's gotten more towards her sleeve, like some more American trad tats um, since that one. But that one is like real cool. I think I'm going to have to get it. But anyways, um, I love it. So um, Kayla wants Casey. She goes into the tribunal, little meeting thing, and she says, I want to go against Casey. Um, so Kayla wants Casey. Melissa doesn't want to go in at all. She says, you know, I didn't want to be here. I don't want to go in. Corey makes a really good point about, like, when you look at the rest of the guys that are in the house, he falls very close to, like, seventh or eighth, kind of near the bottom on Melissa's list. But she tells him, like, if I tell you I'm going to do a favor for you, then I'm going to do a favor for you. But she doesn't want to go in. Um, Jenna doesn't want to go home. She says that again, right? She's like, I don't want to go in. I already have my skull and no, like I said before, a thousand times before you guys are my friends. Like, please believe me. I don't want to go home. If I wanted to go home, I would have done that already. I would have given Tori her red skull because she's my actual friend. Um, and I wouldn't have bothered with all of this. Like, no, I don't want to go home. I made my decision. I decided to stay here and that's what I want to do. Um, Jenny says a whole lot of words. She turns into like me, right? She starts talking and doesn't stop. Um, but basically it sums up to please don't send me in. I already have a red skull, period, right? Like that's it. She doesn't want to go in either. So out of the folks that are nominated, Kayla is the only one that wants to go in and she wants to go in only if she gets to go against Casey. She says some bullshit about like, I've already beaten Anissa. So we already know that I can do that. That's not even a challenge for me. If I'm going to go in, I want it to be, I want to really earn it and like go against Casey because she's the better competitor. <sighs> Whatever. I'm not buying that. I think she wants to go against Casey because she's scared of Anissa, but she should be scared of Anissa because Anissa is scary. So anyways, there's that. Um, so yeah, I think that was kind of it. I'm trying to think on the fly here, but I think that was it with the tribunal going through my notes too. looks like I've covered it. All right. So purgatory is all we have left. Uh, this was kind of a quick episode, a little bit, uh, low drama, anticlimactic, I think. Um, but yeah, so purgatory, um, basically, right. We get to see if D Bailey or Nani are going to go in and uh, step up, earn their red skulls. Uh, TJ tells them that like they're halfway done. Like the opportunities to go in are really starting to get limited and it's really not going to get much easier, right? Like it's kind of down to like 
it's anybody's game at this point unless you have to go against Jenny and then 1000% avoid it probably don't go against Denisa either because she's a bad bitch um but otherwise like go in get your skull because it's going to be like the island right you're going to be left there just watching everybody run off and then what's the point although here's the point right this literally just came to me as I'm talking so these people get paid by the episode so let's say you're making $12,000 an episode even if if you know you're not going to win the final because it's going to have to be going against Jenny, why not stay an extra six episodes? Six episodes times 12,000, six episodes times 30,000 if you're somebody like Wes, 50,000 if you're somebody like Bananas, right? Like stay and at least get your cash that way, right? So anyways, that just came to me. Maybe they are playing smart. Anyways, um, I'm super annoyed by Nani and I really know that it's just because I'm not impressed by the way that she's been treating her friends. I just am not pleased <laughs> with her right now. So everything she does, it's like when you have a coworker that's on your nerves, the fact that they like breathe out loud is more than you can handle. Like you're like, oh my God, stop breathing. You're driving me crazy. Stop breathing. That's how I feel about Nani right now. But she says, um, They walk in, remember she's on the tribunal, right? So she can choose to go in. They walk in and she says something about she doesn't understand what the challenge is going to, or what the uh, elimination is going to be. So therefore she, uh, she doesn't want to go in because she doesn't understand what what it is. So she wants to be sure that if she throws herself in, she wants to understand what the challenge is and know 100% that she can win it. Like what exactly would that be? Like, what is the elimination round that you walk into, you walk into the arena and you know with 100% confidence that you can beat whoever's left on this show? What is that? I wish that she would tell me, like, pick the person and pick the elimination round that you know with 100% confidence that you can go in and win because I can't think of one. I can't think of one. Out of the people that are left, I cannot think of an elimination round that she could 100% of the time go in and beat whoever it is that she went up against. I don't like it. It's a ridiculous comment. Basically, she's scared. And this season is really, really indicative, right, of, like, people that are playing a scared game, right? Like, for real, for real. So, anyways, um, they all three say, you know, no thanks, I'm good. I'm going to sit this one out, which, you know, shocker, big surprise. Um, The tribunal ends up voting in Kayla, which... She wanted, she asked for it. However, Nani votes Jenny, which I was like, well, that's a weird thing for her to do, right? If Kayla wants to go in against Casey, then why would she not throw her her vote? She's her best friend. Give her best friend your vote. Why are you voting for Jenny for no, no damn reason? But anyways, and then the tribunal picks Jenna. Um, so Jayla it is, right? Uh, again, Nani does not vote for Jenna though she says I'm not giving my vote to Jenna I'm giving it to Jenny again so Nani gives her vote two times to Jenny but it doesn't matter it's Kayla and Jenna that are going in um so Casey versus Kayla exactly what she asked for and then Anissa versus Jenny let me get out of the road before I get ran over (sighs) 
I don't know. That car keeps driving by. Um, anyways, so the, the purgatory, the elimination round is unloading 100 bombs from a trash bin and then detonating a smoke bomb. So you have to unload 100 bombs, which are basically like wall balls, right? Like huge balls that are weighted. Each of them is a different weight, um, but that's it. You got to remove 100 of them from like a trash trailer that you're standing in. And then once you've done that, you go over, you press the button, it detonates a smoke bomb and you win. So, um, it's pretty simple. <laughs> so for Nisa to be like, I don't understand what this challenge is. It's pretty basic sister. But, um, anyways, Casey, whoops, Kayla. And when I say whoops, I mean like destroys her, beats her so badly. Probably Kayla still has I don't know, 60% of her bombs in the bucket and Casey is done. Kayla stood no chance, none. Zero zip Zolchanata. D is a dummy for not going against Kayla and although I guess she couldn't have, right? But that they, sh they should have figured out a way to get her in because I really think that any other girls would have been able to beat her. I, I mean, one, I never see Kayla working out. I never see Nani working out. We know Jenna is freaking Barbie beast, but the other two, like, I just feel like the house should have gone against them. But anyways, Casey beats Kayla in what seems to be like one of the easiest elimination rounds ever. She gets her red skull. That's it, right? And then Anissa and Jenna go against each other. Like I said, Jenna is Barbie beast. She is not playing around. But um, Anissa beats her, like, because she's Anissa. So Anissa beats Jenna, barely, again. Um, Jenna would have whooped Kayla. Had Jenna been going against Kayla, she would have absolutely destroyed her. I think she lost by, like, seven bombs or wall balls, whatever. Um, it was close. But just like that, Nani is all alone. No more holy trinity nonsense. Uh, Kayla and Jenna both go home at the same time. So... Again, in an interview, Nani continues to talk about Jenna not wanting to be there anyway. Um, you know, even though her friend is telling her otherwise, she's like, it's probably better for me that she just leaves anyway. So um, they're walking out to go, I don't know, make up with her boyfriends, tell their boyfriends that they cheated on them if you're Kayla, whatever. And Wes says, I hope your lives aren't all ruined at home. <laughs> so yeah, super low blow on their way out. Kind of funny though, whatever. Um, the tribunal was so dumb to uh, not the the girls in the house have been super super dumb so far to not figure out a way to go in against Kayla because I really think that there is no way that Casey is that good. I think the house should have taken an opportunity, right? They let Casey get a super easy win, um, but yeah. So we're halfway done. Um, Anissa, Casey, Rogan, Nelson, and Fessy have. Oh, and Jenny have skulls right that's it um so three guys three girls yeah um and then we get the next time on which is a super quick one um but it's next time on is trivia um i'm super excited just like it's tj's favorite it is definitely one of my favorites so next time on we get trivia but that's that um i will do an episode mvp i think i forgot last time or maybe the time before but i'm trying to do better um episode mvp for me is going to be Hmm. I mean, can I just give it to Anissa every time? I love her so much. Um, Maddie. Episode MVP for, MVP for me is Maddie because, like I said, right, she went from me literally not being able to remember her name at the very beginning to me now seeing her on Instagram and thinking she's like one of the prettiest humans that has ever walked the face of the planet. And she got in some pretty funny zingers. 
um, in this episode. So I hope that that doesn't mean that she's about to get eliminated because sometimes that's what this means. Like sometimes, right. I start to see some people that I really like more and more. And then it basically just means that they're getting airtime because they're about to get cut. Uh, hopefully that's not what's going on, but that's who I'm giving my MVP to. MVP is going to Maddie because I'm starting to really like her. Oh no, but maybe big T. No, it's okay. Um, she had to leave early. Maybe I gave it to big T last time. I don't even remember you guys. <laughs> it's a good thing that my MVP doesn't really mean anything, but, uh, yeah, we're going with Maddie. Um, I love you all so much. That is it for this episode review and recap. I know it was a little bit scattered because I am, like I said, walking. I don't have my headphones in. I almost got ran over by my husband. I almost stepped on a tarantula. It's been a doozy, but, um, I definitely wanted to get this one recorded and out there so that I can move on to the next episode because, uh, like Snoop says, get ready for the next episode. Is that Snoop? Anyways, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I love you all so, so much. Um, thank you for checking this out. Please share it with a friend. I also have, um, actual real life human talks that are super, super fun. If you're into like mindfulness or just being an actual real life human. Um, but yeah, that's it. So, um, anyways, thank you all for watching hashtag going Gillen. When you start talking about this podcast, share it with your friends. Um, and that's it. I love you all. Peace. Black Lives Matter.